0: Are you talking about the thing that the title of it is yeah. now being considered for something else? We brought a brand truth for that. The, that the kind way of guy.
1: you guys speak around things is, is one of my favorite parts. <laughs> it's it's as though no, we have no audience at all out there, which practically is true. Hi, everybody. It's Robert Schwartz. Welcome to the Human Element, Kara's new podcast designed to find ways to inject. Humanity and Insight into Modern Marketing. I'm so excited for today because we've got some great guests. I'm going to have them introduce themselves right now. Ray Warren, Senior Manager, Media and
0: Multicultural for Cadillac. Shane Malik, Director of Content for Care Content.
1: Let's sort of jump in a little bit. Ray, tell us a little bit about your role and kind of how it's evolved over
2: the years. My role has changed a lot since I've been at Cadillac. I've been at Cadillac for about three and a half years now. First came on leading global social media and digital advertising about a year year and a couple of months into that there was a need to have a more strategic lens on media and multicultural given the state of the industry given the state of what luxury automotive marketers need to do so um for the last 2 years i've been heads down leading all of the media tier one to tier three for Cadillac and also overseeing a lot of the media opportunities as it relates to multicultural and having more of a integrated lens on that instead of just one-off projects here and there.
1: So one of the things that's particularly interesting to me as an old person is how different the Cadillac brand is over the past decade and a half, right? I mean, a significant amount of change. Obviously, a lot of that has had to do with, I think, a pretty conscious set of choices around targeting an audience. Can you talk a little bit about about those changes, about how, how that sort of
2: arc of change for the brand has happened? Absolutely. Back in 2015, when Cadillac moved to New York City, we needed to, what they say, right the ship. Hmm. There was a time in which everybody considered Cadillac as the pinnacle of luxury, as that go-to when you arrived, you Mm. bought a Cadillac. And it seemed to be, to your point, about a decade ago, that started to fail a little bit. So in 2015, we made a conscious decision to move to New York City and begin this new journey, Dare Greatly. Mm. And that Dare Greatly journey was to reintroduce the new Cadillac to our current, audience, but also this younger audience that was coming up. When we did that strategic move, we started doing niche partnerships. We started doing Fashion Week. We started reintroducing our new luxury flagship, the CT6, into the marketplace. People started to take notice of what Cadillac was doing. However, the challenge for us is whenever you reinvigorate a brand, when you ever re- relaunch a brand, it's a 10-year journey. Mm. Anybody that's done brand work will tell you the minimum to get on people's radar will take you 10 years. A little bit of that challenge with taking 10 years is people need to also go along with that journey. Mm. And I think what happened earlier this year was we needed to make some changes. We needed to focus on more of the audience mix that not only was buying our cars, but the audience mix that we were appealing to and that we need to appeal to. Mm. So in our latest work, the XT4 work that launched in October, you'll see a lot of that audience work and that audience marketing now come into play, whereas instead of having just a branded spot at the Oscars, you will see upwards of 20 pieces of content that we launched in October to support the X-T4, and then it's dispersed to find these audiences of people that already buy Cadillac, they're loyalists to Cadillac, but then this 78% conquest that we have to do. As the brand has moved to New York, and as we get ready to move back to Detroit, we have now taken the strategic shift from an audience perspective to find and target the right people.
1: Shane, so when that brief comes in to you guys, Mm -hmm.
0: how did you sort of tackle that, the complexity of what this is? It's been a really interesting challenge and one that we've collaborated very closely on because of the many elements that comprise it. Um, You know, Ray mentioned the 10-year journey. When you decide to revamp your entire product portfolio, that's a good five-plus years of that journey. Mm. And a lot of the public and consumers don't really realize in luxury automotive. It's the most expensive, most dynamic, long lead gestation product category with a brand attached to it. Um, And obviously the affinity that has to go Mm. along with that for people to finally make that choice and that purchase consideration being developed is also a challenge. So there was a lot of work to do to, as the brand had been revamped and the product was to follow, but not yet. How do you bring the two together? When do you bring brand and product and promote the two together? And when is it time to really let the product lead?
1: Do you have an example of that?
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, we had a technology that we've we've since really marketed really well and brought to life in a lot of different scenarios, the rear camera mirror, uh, that's been a hallmark Mm. of our product for about two years now. And that's a, a singular product technology within the overall car's build that was winning design and patents awards and was singularly unique to Cadillac, that had the entire story of increasing uh, uh, driver convenience and perspective while being a truly advanced technology that was one of a kind to Cadillac only. Using a story like that, but also then surfacing it in a way that actually brings unique relevance to it, not Mm. just hitting it on the nose and saying, here's the rear camera mirror, look what it does, but actually creating a marketing campaign almost around that And using that as almost a product story, but about a brand truth.
2: I think one thing to add, Shane, the rear camera mirror was something that didn't take forefront when we first introduced the CT6. I want Shane to take a moment and get into the journey of actually creating something amazing that focused on the rear camera mirror that you wouldn't think that Cadillac would do
0: to that point, the the move even within the brief to, to take singular aspects of the car and turn those into a brief in and of themselves was something the brand, I don't want to say they didn't go for it, but a lot of automakers are used to marketing the car overall, not finding the thread of truth. Mm. Maybe that's a product technology or a product feature and building the butterfly effect of what that story can be when you take it out of context and surface it as a, as a, as a truth about the product, even if it's a singular aspect. And so that's something where we really had to push to get them to recognize the value of this singular feature that could represent a whole host of stories and marketing value around innovation for the brand. Mm. We had to kind of break away from the brief at times and, and represent and say, what if this kernel came back. The clash. The, 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 clash. The, the, the clash. The
2: clash of the client. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the
0: client and the agency. That, that was, <laughs> that clash, I would say, it takes some believers, at least one on the inside, for sure. There has to be some collaboration of championing something like that when you're used to just marketing a vehicle and going to market and taking that as a whole and saying, here's what it is, and putting that big montage spot that tells the overall story. You know, This was truly like trying to take tactical marketing about a product that maybe maybe wasn't ready to talk about innovation just in the total package, right? But mm. we were being asked to prove innovation. Sure. And so pulling that kernel out and, and getting them to do so, I think was a, a, a big feat.
2: You need to have an advocate. Mm. You need to have an advocate on the client side that is, you know, sometimes it might fail, but if we don't try, we may not never know if we will succeed. Yeah. And what we did was we said, okay, Rear Camera Mirror is launching on CT6, it's coming out on XT5, it's coming out on XT4. See if you can create something that will get people in these lanes that we're doing. We're doing fashion, we're doing art. See if you can crack the code and create something that people will pay attention to outside of just sitting in a vehicle. I love this. There's like a million places I want to go
1: with this. Let's see if we can unravel this. One, you're kind of half answering a question, which I'm going to get to, but I'm going to ask right now, which is the best aspects of an agency-client collaboration. But before we get there, you're also sort of talking about a set of decisions where brands get crafted and communicated, products get crafted and communicated, features get crafted and communicated, and the overlap between all those things and the relationship between all those things. And I think that's a really interesting space in any category, but especially
2: in automotive. It's interesting you state it like that. Hmm. Again, going back to when we first got to New York, It was brand, 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 but the reason it was brand, 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 brand is because the product wasn't coming until 16. Mm. So when we came to New York in 15, we had our old product, but we still had the strength of Escalade. Escalade is an anomaly. Everybody knows Escalade, everybody knows it's an icon in its own right. Lincoln created the category, we dominated the category. Yeah. We still dominate the category. So the new, refreshed product wasn't coming in until 16. We needed to start to write the ship and get people talking about the brand. As your product comes in, as your features come in, my perspective is they should always support the brand. Yeah. If a brand could get that right and realize you have the brand, and you have your supporting pillars, which are the product and the features, you'll be successful.
1: That's a great answer. Anything you want to add to that, Shane? Or are you too intimidated to talk after that good answer?
2: (laughs) He's never intimidated by (laughs) me, let's be clear.
0: (laughs) He said it. Um, (laughs) Probably the only thing I'd add to that is I want to point out the challenge in that. This is why I came to the brand in the first place. I didn't come to just work on auto or to come work on a brand or to come work on a legacy brand or anything like that. I came because I felt that this was, to me, the coolest and hardest challenge out there mm. as this story was going to be retold. You look at the context of Cadillac's challenge within the marketing category, within luxury automotive as a product category, and everything Ray said about how do you bring back the best of the brand and the brands there, and then you're starting to bring back that product and product features. How do you start to bring in that overlap strategically and do that together? And I think that's something that we collectively really found a sweet spot in because, again, the product package overall is going to take a significant amount of time, yeah. and if you're, you're, you're needing to do things for the brand that are there and need to be proven and reproven, it's a, it's a really fun and interesting challenge.
1: So, let's jump into this relationship question, because again, you're sort of giving me that answer in the context of the work, which is a great way to do it. This has always been a relationship business, right? That is always. the nature of the agency client engagement. It is collaborative, it is co-creation, it is, you know, friction, it is creative <laughs> tension, it is all those things. In your specific case, what about the relationship has
2: been most important and has caused it to be successful? Trust. Hmm. I have to trust him. Hmm. As annoying as we get to each other, <laughs> we will curse each other out. Yeah. I will call the next day and apologize. Yeah. He will hang the phone up on me and can't believe that we're not taking a certain direction. Yeah,
0: But th- could we be clear that I don't hang up on you? <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is that is that I important? Never, <laughs> I don't think I've ever hung up on you. You've wanted to hang up on me. Yeah, maybe that's okay. okay. All
2: right. <laughs> One or the just other, for the- <laughs> just for the just for the truth. Think I'm at risk for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. He has never, Kara. He has never hung up on me. I va- I value my director of content. He has never hung up on me. But he's wanted to. (laughs) But it's the reality of, I'll give you this weekend as an example, I was so mad on Thursday Mm. because it was raining on Saturday and we had to do a shoot. And I'm like, they didn't tell you that it was going to rain at 6 p.m. and you can't see the feature of the car back to the feature of the car Mm. supporting, supporting the mission. And long story short, again, Great partnership. They pulled the shoot up to 12.30. It was sunny, and then it started raining at 6 p.m., so I was happy. But it's just I have to be able to trust him and his team. And if I can trust you, I will go to bat for you to deliver on a good product. And I have to say, for the three years that we've been here, the Cara Content team has delivered every time. Hmm. That's a good answer. You have to stop saying
1: that. And slightly Uh, self-serving.
0: I was going to say say the only thing. No, I was going to compliment right back actually because the thing I was, if I had even answered first, this is what I was going to say. That trust then manifests itself and we let each other be each other and that allows us to know when we are really fighting for something and when there's other things going on. I think the work has, has been a, so collaborative because he's also allowed me to, to fight for things. One, he knows I wouldn't fight for something that I didn't believe in, so I would never do it for any other reason because I don't want to do it if it's not ultimately unassailably at least the right thing to do and underdo falls into like things we're testing, things mm-hmm. we're just trying because it's the right thing right. to try mm-hmm. uh, versus the right thing to go big on, right? We at least know where we stood that it was the right thing to do together um, and that allows us to move on to the next thing, whether this was the thing we're still working forward on or it moves on and we, we, we find that next moment of greatness.
2: You mentioned one thing in one of your other podcasts about the 70 Yeah. And... The area that we... Ray, I'm so glad you're one of our listeners. This has
1: been the best part about this whole... <laughs> this, I, like, I could leave here smiling all day.
2: Well, well, I want to do my research, but then also, <laughs> when you talk about the human element, you yep. want to make sure that there's, like, humanity behind what we're saying. Yes. And I feel like this branded content, branded entertainment piece is, to your point, one of the things about relationships, this business, especially in that area, is all yeah. about relationship. And because we deal mostly in that 20 and that 10%, some of the stuff we will do and we'll never do again. Yeah, But then it's that 20% that you're like, you know what, if I turn this up just a little bit, it could probably bring much more success to the brand. Mm -hmm. And I feel like what we've done with the relationship and being a part of the Dentsu agency, it's using those media dollars, getting that additional value out of these media relationships that if I went and did, and, and we'll likely talk about ComplexCon a little bit later, but if I likely did ComplexCon on my own, not through Complex, not with Cara content, it would have probably cost me three to four times as much as it cost me mm. doing it through the media partner. And again, working with this guy for for three years, again, he's not going to bring me anything that he's not passionate about. And some stuff is going to fall off. We had something that we really wanted to do this year, that it just fell off. And we said, you know what? Let's focus, let's double down. And I probably think Complex Con was more successful than another thing we would have done. Complex Con, let's define that right now. What are we talking about when we say that? So, Complex Con is a partnership that Cadillac did with Complex Media. Mm-hmm. I described it as the culmination of culture. You have brands like Cadillac, like McDonald's, like Adidas all of these brands coming together to say we have the coolest stuff out there and you need to come check us out so Cadillac we had the coolest vehicle at the time still do thank you (laughs) (laughs) good good save and you guys need to check out the XT4 because it is the coolest vehicle that we have in this segment and we know if we're going to be number one in the segment we got to get the young millennials to pay attention to us again going back to the brief We needed a moment outside of the TV spot. We needed a moment outside of digital media that was going to have people pay attention to Cadillac and the X-T4. So one of the first things we said was, we don't want to be that brand that just shows up and you could change the logo from Cadillac to anything else. Anybody can do a test drive. Mm -hmm. How do you make ComplexCon and Cadillac work together?
0: Test drives were on the table. That would be a very sort of ancillary and augmentative way to show up but knowing the priorities of all the tasks that we, we wanted to achieve, that fell at the lower end because we wanted people to reconsider the product as they reconsidered the brand so this mm-hmm. gets back to where we, we were kind of doing two together and this was the right product to say we can have you reconsider the brand and reconsider the, the product at the same time we have a cool car, it's sleek it's sexy, we have a car for you but again,
2: I'm not going to try to force you into doing a test drive because why do people come to ComplexCon? They want the drops. They want the latest sneakers. They want to get the first G-Star jeans that Jaden Smith is doing. So we need to introduce something to you that's going to change your perception, but we also have to give you something. Mm.
0: Introduce XT4 The Drop. And so throughout the weekend, in an immersive experience that was built tailor-made around this vehicle... We were dropping surprise and delight moments with exclusive product that was only to be found at the Cadillac booth and was all built around this, this lead up to a culminating one of a kind drop, a one of a kind diamond encrusted Cadillac crest chain made by a very famous hip hop jeweler that was gifted to uh, a lucky attendee by Nas. We didn't get to touch on, which I'll introduce and I'll allow you to, to slam dunk, um, <laughs> is Cadillac's connection to hip-hop, this was the moment that we identified to bring that back. Mm. Something that you think about it and you're like, well, I know that. For the most part, generationally, people see a connection, multi-generationally, sure. people see a connection, an unassailable connection of Cadillac and hip-hop. We had yet to reassert that mm. natural connection when you go back to inherent truths.
2: Especially when Travis Barker tattoos Cadillac on himself. Yeah. You have Ludacris. Yep in his lyrics. You have Ari Melba from The Beat, which we can talk about that a little bit too, (laughs) that speaks about rap lyrics and how important it is for culture. And again, it's just the history of the brand and the connection of the brand with humanity is so important. So we as Cadillac can't walk away from humanity because when you walk away from humanity, you're walking away from the brand. Mm. That's a great sentence. So there's a couple things in
1: there I want to touch on. One, thank you very much for showing me the chain. Uh, So for our listeners, you got to Google
2: Cadillac chain. Follow us on Twitter.
1: uh, And follow you on Twitter. Follow us on
2: Twitter. It's at Cadillac. And I'm sure you can see it there. It's very cool. Yeah, go back to November 4th, and you'll see a picture of the chain.
1: So the the question I have in all this, forget all these that I wrote down. (laughs) The question I have in all this is marketing is hard enough but it seems to me to be uniquely challenging to try to be in this cultural tastemaker younger space and try to to stay authentically relevant not like oh hey you know we're back cuz we need somebody to buy stuff right. or oh hey like us so other people might buy stuff right. am i right how hard is that and how do you do that In a way that's replicatable.
2: So let's go back to the other podcast and thanks for another week with the 70-2010. Yeah. 70% of your work needs to work to drive your ROI. Yeah. Ultimately, at the end of the day, I could be as culturally relevant as I wanna be. If I'm not selling cars, I'm not doing my job. Mm -hmm. So we work with you guys here at Cara on M1, we work with you guys here on Cara for audience. I have to have that baseline of my endemic marketing. My driving people to the website, my engaging with them on Twitter, my trying to get them to convert, trying to get them to place a lead, or trying to get them to go into the dealership. And we've done a lot of stuff with the Cara team that makes that the baseline of what we sure. do. The blocking and tackling. Absolutely. Got to be done. Yes. Absolutely. So that allows us in this 20 and 30% to then do what we do best and be authentic to who we are. That could be movies. That could be experiential partnerships. We're working on a project with Ari Melber. I mentioned him earlier with The Beat. Yeah, we're going to get
1: to him. I'm pretty sure that my wife's going to leave me for Ari Melba.
2: She's going to— No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, she's, no, she she she's a big she crush won't. on Ari Melba. You'll buy her a Cadillac. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try that. <laughs> um, But Ari Melber has a show called The Beat. Yep. And again, it goes back to the brief. The brand spins— X number of dollars in the upfront. Mm -hmm. And we've never attacked it this way before to say, how do we find properties that are pushing culture Mm. that are authentic to Cadillac? So when the team says, we're already spending with MSNBC, why don't we bring you something called Mavericks with Ari Melber? He has one of the most successful shows on MSNBC in the time slot. He has this engaged youthful audience mm-hmm. that Cadillac needs to appeal to. So now I'm like, okay, the Caraconta team is onto something. Let's engage with this audience in a first of firsts. MSNBC has never done editorial content like this before yep. with a brand. So by the time you hear this online, Cadillac would have introduced Mavericks with Ari Melber on MSNBC.com.
1: Are we, we're breaking news
2: on we're, this pod. We're, we're breaking news. Okay, this n- is the
1: first time ever we've broken news. I've on never this spoken about this in public before.
2: So, um, right,
1: this is fantastic. So I'm I, really
2: excited. I'm really excited. That is amazing. It, it, it's yeah. one of these things again. In working with the Cara Content Team for two years, we have always said that we wanted to be authentic. Yeah. Be
0: relatable. Yep. But again, also make sure we're doing that blocking and tackling the key piece of that too is we were able to recognize really early on there was something authentically unique about Ari in the way he was approaching journalism that yeah. we've all recognized in different ways yeah. and so that was then something where we saw this amazing association both in the underpinning of what he was doing to approach it differently yeah. the way he's incorporating a wider set of culture and cultural viewpoints on a politically relevant agenda topical agenda but taking that approach um i think has brought him this incredible influx of very different types of new audiences that don't watch e- a lot of the, who don't even watch evening journalism. Yeah, and we noticed that we kind of saw that happening early on, and so we really pinpointed him as something, someone. When we went to MSNBC. We said, "There's something special happening here. Like, where is he going next? Because the odds are that it's going to make a lot of sense for us to do that together." Yeah. On the authenticity front, the only thing I was going to add really was that I think that both with this project, which is, uh, perfectly represents it, and everything we've tried to do together, we always see the best ideas are the ones where you see what they could look like in year two and you're three, right. and you're four. And that's how you build authenticity. You yeah. find the right pathway that shows you a great idea on top of that pathway that we can sit together and be like, man, if this goes well, what if we, did th- or what if we make right. more of them? Or right. All of those right. key cogs are what define. It goes back to that collaboration. I, I
2: told Shane about another project the other n- night. This reminds me of when I first got to Kara and fell in love with what you guys are doing. I see... The passion behind your eyes, when the team presented it, it had already been worked through. You know, sometimes you get proposals, you get, and I, and I know we've been in the business for twenty years. You get all these proposals, you're like, oh God, I see the same proposal over and over again. But with this proposal that they brought to us last week, I was like, guys, I see it again. I see the flicker in your eyes. I see the passion behind it. Let's figure out how to make this happen. Yeah. So I feel like Ari Melber, what we're doing with MSNBC. I'll tease a little bit right now, and I can't talk about it anymore, a project that we're doing with Viceland. You can have me back on in February. I'll talk Perfect. about that. I'm writing um, you down. <laughs> um, we're doing something with Viceland that is, again, part of the upfront and really manifesting how you grow these relationships. And also something that Cadillac was was known for is being that, diverse brand being that female first brand we still have a female interior designer that designs all of the um, interior features Mm -hmm. of our car and we have these little nuggets here and there and what you'll start to see in coming through these next couple of months and our partnerships with XT4, what we're doing for the Oscars next year, you'll start to see that start to break through because to the point raised earlier, the product is finally here. Mm. So now we're manifesting all the work that we did in 2015 and 16 and 17 with building this brand. Now we have the features. Now we have the products and the audience is just waiting to to buy these products.
1: Yeah. So, uh, guys, I can't thank you enough for joining. It, a couple of things have happened here. One is you have to come back. Yes, okay. I will come back. All right. Two is when you come back, I'll we hang will- up on him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I will definitely come back.
2: And Shane can still hang up All on him. All right. <laughs> Two,
1: you will have to do the lightning round at that time. We'll make you, we'll hold okay. you to it. Yes. But before you go, one of the things that's so apparent in the dialogue is how much, A, you enjoy each other, but how much you enjoy this business. What do you
2: enjoy most about this business? Why do you love this business? I love people.
1: Mm.
2: I love connecting with people. I also like the challenge of reintroducing or introducing brands mm. and seeing
0: people's reaction. I am um, I like working on business of of businesses I care about and I think actually matter whether the product matters and we can debate whether certain products matter to different people but Brands, in a sense, and lifestyle brands, as you look at them, for me, have always been attractive. If someone defines themselves by a given set of brands, to be able to work on businesses and be part of businesses where you're actually shaping why, it care, why they should care, and the fact that it's already inherently possible that they can, I think is really special. So I look for opportunities to do that, and I look for opportunities to resurface to people why they should be reminded of what matters. That's what I love doing.
1: That's awesome. Awesome. Ray, Shane, thank you so very much for joining us. I have not had this much fun in at least a couple of days. So uh, this has been fantastic. Mission accomplished. Yes, mission accomplished. Thank you so much for joining us today. Remember, you can find The Human Element anywhere you find any of your pods, and we will be back out to you uh, this coming Friday. Thanks so much.